Check. All right. It's good. Yeah. All right, Westernauts. Welcome to the special edition late in the week episode of uh, The Worst Case. Take two. We're more likely to believe an important local businessman than a foul mouth jerk from out of town. Foul mouth? Fuck you, man. You are uh, now rocking with the worst again, and uh, this is the worst case scenario. I am your host, foul mouth jerk, Valio Iglesias, who needed Franco, the Archduke Depeche Mode, Von Luftballoons, MC Onion, the Rap Scallion, the Carlotte Heartthrob, Dirt Reynolds, known to the ladies as a named Sugar Cookie, and uh, with me as always is Adam Strange, a.k.a. Tooth Willis, Forrest Gums, the Vice Count, Dirty Finger. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, so by the time this starts, it'll be December, mm-hmm. and uh, the world got a great Christmas gift in the death of centenarian Henry Kissinger. Fuck, yeah, and he's 100. He fucking, yeah, it's about time that humanity collectively wiped that piece of shit off of our living foot. Yeah, it was... It was cool for us, not as great for uh, no. Shane McGowan, who, R.I.P. Shane McGowan, lead singer and songwriter from the Pogues, who, also speaking of Christmas, wrote what is probably the greatest Christmas song uh, of all time, uh, Fairy Tale of New York. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but now he's going to have to ride the boat just across the river sticks with Kissinger. And- like I said, I think that's great. I think Kissinger is like, ah, I've had lived a well life for a hundred years, and he's sitting on the boat. And then next, some guy with a, who like, his body wasn't allowing him to have whiskey is now gone, and now he's got a fresh pint of afterworld whiskey, and he's sitting in the boat next to Kissinger like, oh, what's what? No, this fucking twat. Fuck you. You know, for this whole ride, fuck you, fuck you. Every time Kissinger's like, fuck you. No, I think McGowan's ghost is definitely still drunk. And also... His ghost was just, pop, there's a bottle of whiskey in his hand. He had a brand new, non-finished, like one of those ones that like... That Thor would drink with Doctor Strange, where yeah. every time he takes a sip, it just refills. Yeah. Well, I did you? I did not catch. Did you happen to read how Shane McGowan died? I know was that it alcohol related. I, it, well, I would guess it has to. Be. One, one would jump no, to that conclusion. He, for I sure. know that they said that he was had a lot of was suffering from multiple medical conditions over the past few years, but I didn't hear the actual. But they cause. might go into it. No. I get it. That's fine. I'm guessing it had something. I mean, he seemed like somebody that the doctor was like, "You should probably quit drinking." You know, he was yeah, but like have, vibe, I think they. Said. Have you ever tried to, like, like listen to interviews with Shane McGowan? Uh, He's unintelligible. I've seen documentaries, but not for a long time, and I can't picture his voice in my head. But I figured it would be a, a thick bra. It's not even that. Yeah, it's yeah. like because, like you know, I've, we've talked about like I went to Ireland last year, and that's what I was expecting was like to have a hard time understanding people because of the brogue. Yeah. But honestly. It was just a really charming accent, and I everyone you could understand them perfectly. Yeah. Uh, Shane McGowan, just a, a, a mumble mouth drunk who yeah. he does have a brogue, but it's like uh, he he's just mumbling sloppy drunk. Yeah. And I, I say that with the utmost respect. I think he's one of the greatest songwriters of our lifetime. Um, I, I don't know that many of their songs. I like maybe four that I can remember. You know, I, only I had a have, tape in high school, and I liked some of it. I only have a few like that I keep on deck, but uh, but that was also I wasn't really into the 
what would be a, a more acoustic, folky music at that point mm-hmm. of my life. Like, so I was more into like harder stuff or whatever, newer stuff. So like the fact that it sounded like old timey was enough to make me not even try to listen to it fully Interesting. at the time. I wasn't I, a big folk listener back then. Even. I had it thrust upon me because uh, my rap wife, Topper, yeah. that's his favorite band, is yeah. the Pogues. The Pogues and the Pixies, surprisingly. <laughs> it's um, funny. I saw a Howlin' Wolf documentary recently, mm-hmm. and Howlin' Wolf, like, okay, better. But I was about to say it backwards, but Topper reminds me of Howling Wolf. Like, okay. if you watch Howling Wolf, like, talking to people in a room, mm-hmm. that's it. That's enough. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's he totally just acts and talks like Topper. Like, they have a similar energy to them. He's also really tall and, you know, just a big. And ogreish. You know, yeah, similar. Also looks like Andre the Giant. <laughs> um, no, what was funny to me, though, about uh, fucking turning on the news today and seeing that fucking Kissinger died is it's become this, I don't know if it's like meme related or some internet shit, but just several times in the past couple of years. Right. I just hear things. People are like, is Kissinger not dead yet? Yeah, like, yeah. does anyone know if Kissinger is I, dead yet? I get that all the time. And um, so, he, okay, he so it is a thing. Yesterday, right? last night, you know, I'm watching like I like YouTube in the evening, so like it would refresh when I finished something. So like mm-hmm. all of a sudden, Henry Kissinger. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of videos about Kissinger, and they're like, oh, he's dead. I'm like, oh, he's probably been dead for a while. And I was like, wait a second, this might. Let me look at the phone. This might have just now happened. It just like, happened. Oh, so I got to like had my Facebook open already. I got to be. I'm gonna be one of the first. I got, Everybody, cue the means. The war yeah. criminal died. Yeah. Screw Hissinger. Like, and yeah, I got, I had, and, but when I wrote that, like, I got like five memes put on my post right yeah, away. Like, People are like, here, we got him. Like, nice. I, good. Good. Thanks. Fuck that guy. Well, and also, even if he wasn't the, you know, major war criminal slash war uh, hero, depending on which side of the divide you're on. We fuck Cambodia up. Like, anytime oh, somebody's yeah. like, Myanmar, be like, do you know why that part of the world is so fucked up? Like, y'all don't even know that, like what a drug like like it's like a drug mafia basically owns a huge section of the world like that we don't even fuck with we're like the, the drug mafia owns it so hard that the rest of the world was like nah that's cool where you go ahead and have that chunk of the world you mean like southeast asia yeah i say the areas surrounding vietnam the triangle what's it called yeah. the, the golden triangle the maybe golden triangle yeah. basically yeah like corner a little bit of vietnam a lot of cambodia and fucking myanmar myanmar is just straight. I didn't know about this shit until recently. Like watching drug documentaries, like they make this speed there. It's like the, I forget what they're called, like boing boings or some shit. <laughs> it's like a speed pill. They cost like fifty cents or something. They're tiny. Is, is boing boings more of your like like racist accent no, extension? I think that's it's what like they a call literal them. Literal name for it. They're like up up and boing boing. Like, bang, bang, bang. They're these pills that Whoa, I guess was... all over Asia. It's like that's the drug of choice, and it's this little hmm. pill. They're cheap as shit, and it's meth. And you okay. can take the pill and crush it. You can eat it. You can smoke it. It's like the most versatile drug. And, th- and then my, the Myanmar. No, the Myanmar gangs are like. There was, there's a documentary a while ago before the coup happened and mm-hmm. the military took over. Well, the military is showing this woman, this reporter around of like, mm-hmm. oh, the gangs operate here. And the military guy is sitting on a big metal, like, you know, oil drum, drum looking thing. Yeah, yeah. And he's sitting there with her talking. And he's like, we don't know where they get their chemicals from or how they get the chemicals or how they get in here. And then well, he's, she's I got like, this chair. No, and she's like, oh. Usually they come in the, like the container you're sitting on, and he like looks down and it's like, <laughs> starts laughing. He's like, hey, we're going to have to stop. <laughs> There's a stop right there. But she had the footage. I mean, like, I don't, the, basically the army there was, is, was, there was a bunch of drug gangs in Myanmar, and then they started hiring the army. Then the army was like, oh, fuck, we got guns. Let's just kill these guys and take their business. So then the army did that. Then the army was like, 
the government keeps trying to tell us what to do. We're like, well, let's just fucking take out the government. And then took out the government. And now, like, they run this whole corner. So, wait, the army is now both the government, the army, and the drug manufacturers, distributors? It's more like the drug manufacturers are now the army. Yeah, the army is the drug manufacturers who has cooed and are the government. Right, but what you're saying, though, correct me if I'm wrong, let me just backtrack here for a second, is that the drug dealers were paying the army for protection and then the army killed the drug like dealers how that and guy, took their jobs. Like when that guy hired Scarface. Yes, okay. It's like that. First you get the guns. Then you get the army. Yeah, no, the army took over. But I honestly think it was like they mixed together and then factions took over. But that, but those drug gangs are like billion-dollar drug gangs. Like they got cats all over the world. It's pretty weird. Nobody knows about it. Nobody it's, knows shit about this. No, this, this is the first I'm hearing of it. I'm this, glad this, you've alerted me to their presence. And this pill, I forget what it's called. <coughs> no, it's boing boing. I thought you just said that. Yeah, but I, there's a better name. For, there's another name. But basically, that nobody even talks about that shit or knows. The second I heard it, I was like, how the shit is somebody not? There's not anybody in the hood that figured that them shits cost like fifty cents a piece. Well, you could sell them for two bucks in America. Boom. But I always thought, but that's the weird thing. I always thought that the reason the Golden Triangle was a drug hub was because it was like the one of the main sources for growing poppy. It was so it's like heroin and morphine. They, they do they do that too. Laudanum. There's more money. In laudanum. It. Is anyone making laudanum anymore? I don't think so. No, no money. I heard that. Um, I feel like there would be money in that. What's his name? The, Rich um, white women were like hooked on that shit. The the El Chapo mm-hmm. apparently, mm-hmm. and it, it goes. But, but apparently, he put an edict out saying like. An edict, like no one in not his, a fatwa. No one in his organization is to touch or move fentanyl. And really? then, like two or three groups of like houses that were producing it in Mexico got mm-hmm. just wiped out by cartel. Hmm. And at first, they thought it was other cartels, and they thought it was. Then they were like, "Oh no, this is like El Chapo's sons' gangs are cleaning the gang." Right? Basically, they're they're saying no more of that. And somebody thought they made a deal with like the Mexican government to be like, "Look, look, what you're doing before is fine. Just stop doing that one." You know, yeah, and so that's what they're doing. But then, or maybe he just saw that it's not a tenable business model to just keep killing your customers. I think that would be part of it too. And then the DEA got involved, and we're like, no, 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 this is all bullshit. They're just saying this so they can look good. He's trying to get some appeal or whatever. And they're like, no, I don't. That, that, but, but these guys are dead, though. They, yeah, those are dead people now. <laughs> hey, DEA, they are dead though. Like whatever his motivation was, whether it no, was theater or not, I'll say, the guys making the fentanyl you, are fucking deader than two. You start watching those oxy documentaries, and you'll see like. Right before they got busted, well, mm-hmm. one of the first times they got in trouble, I wouldn't even say busted, one of the first times that they started getting, ch- people were coming after them for legal reasons. Well, and, who, and El Chapo, the cartel? The, uh, no, the Sackler family. Oh, the Sacklers, that, that yeah, cartel. The, the real cartel. Yeah, the cartel that is more protected. They, um, they had already, like before they got the case n- dropped or whatever, mm-hmm. they, they started moving all these companies, and I forget, there's a name for it in documentaries, they mentioned the name of this company, and mm-hmm. they're like, well, they, they knew that the government was coming for them, so they moved all their production to Mexico and to India. And there's a whole mm. other company. It's like Mondo. It's some, something else that meant like, you know, world, but it's some dumb, whatever. They had, Mondo Boing Boing? Basically, they, they started a factory in Mexico, and they were like, we're going to start making all this oxy down here. here. And then all of a sudden, the cartels are selling the same shit. And my yep. first things were like, if the cartels were like, wait, what are they making in that building over there? Yeah. They're like, you know, these opium pills are like, no shit. Yeah. Right there, that, that building that only got the one guy with a gun in front of it. Yep. They're like, yeah, that one. I got an idea. <laughs> Let's go take that fucking building and kill everybody in charge or kidnap their families and tell them to give us the recipe or that now we are producing the fentanyl or they're gonna, we're going to sell their fentanyl. Like, I, yeah, I, it's... Basically, the cartels got into opium mm-hmm. in that way, like chemically altering it, right as the Sacklers got pushed out of America. 
Yeah. And it was like directly at the same time. And I would think they would work with it's the cartels. Just, I've, I've always found it really insulting because like, and it's not just her, but when Ann Milgram became the like drugs are, whatever they call that, like um, her and then just, it just became a thrust of like a talking point of like the DEA and that all that everyone in charge of just kind of going after whatever the biggest drug threats are they just kept talking about the mexican cartels as being the main perpetrators of like fentanyl and oxys and just all opioids and it's like dude even if they're doing that now let's not pretend that this doesn't come down to american corporations and fucking doctors on the take pushing and pumping that shit into American like suburbs and rural areas and just like just stringing out the I mean like the cartels wouldn't have even got involved in the first place if it wasn't already just yeah some really proven you lucrative know, shit I, anything the cartel doesn't like <coughs> you know like like crack is the only thing they invented and they didn't market it like that's the thing they don't they really invent it though it got invented by accident but they didn't invent or they didn't like they were like, hey, we found, we made this stuff called cocaine. Let's see if we can sell it in America. No, no, no. America was like, America went down there and got flying it. down there, like, can y'all get more of this? Because we have money. And they were like, we oh, they, like it. You know, like, that's the thing. The cartel only is filling a, a fucking service that's being asked for by your own citizens. Yeah, you no, know? it's like the classic, like, business school 101 thing that because, you know, I, I've, I've seen Back to School starring Rodney Dangerfield, which I feel is a very educational film. Yeah. Uh, you know, they kind of tell you, like, if you're, going to try and start a business or have a product it's like you got to find a market that's uh kind of missing like fill a niche in a market that's missing you know find a hole and fill it which is also you know just a great motto for a lot of reasons but um yeah and that's that just i feel like that's what cartels do is they like see like Oh, that's a niche. Yeah. Well, we can really overfill that niche with an incredible amount of products. I'm surprised they don't sell fake Gucci purses. They probably do. Now, some place in Jersey just got busted that was like one of the biggest counterfeit hubs in the country. And it was like a whole warehouse. Of course it is. Somewhere in Jersey. And they had like apparently every like fake iPhones, fake sh- all kinds of shoes. All fake everything. You know, Chanel bags, all of it. And it was, but it was like, I forget the no, the amount of money in the, the the space, but it was like acres of a warehouse, like an enormous, enormous warehouse, the big cartel. Of, I guess anytime you get that big, you're a cartel now. Well, yeah, I mean, that's all it means. It's it's not specifically like these groups from, you know, Mexico or Colombia or oh, yeah. something. It's just like, now, yeah, if, a cartel is just like any, it's just another way to say mafia, yeah, really. OPEC is a cartel. OPEC is, yeah, it's an oil cartel. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a... People working in criminal conspiracy for a common cause well, of making money. But doesn't isn't isn't there a way to not isn't aren't there legal cartels? Hmm. I don't know. That's a man. That's a good question. Oil producer OPEC I, is but, right. Legal. But it, okay, so like what I would say is that I've never heard it used in that way. I don't know that it couldn't be, but it's almost like um, you've heard me talk about the word plummeting before, right? Yeah. Like if you plummet, you died. Like, no one, you never hear, like, oh, this motherfucker plummeted to a broken leg. Like, if you hear somebody, like, yeah, he plummeted to his death. Like, if you, f- if you fell long and hard enough where people would describe it as plummeting, you fucking died. So skydiving, yeah. isn't, wouldn't, there wouldn't be a plummet. I mean, no, that's, but that's what I mean. Like, you are plummeting, 
But no one's ever like, yo, he plummeted out that plane and then like pulled his parachute and, and landed gently on the ground like a feather. You would people just don't say it. I'm, I'm not saying so. That's what I mean about cartel. Like, it doesn't mean that you can't be a legal cartel. <laughs> You're getting the business end over there. <laughs> <got> dog farts <laughs> directly coming right. Out. That was thick. Yeah, yeah, she's 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 a crop duster. Um, that being said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this this episode is brought to you by Smelly Dog Farts. Uh, Pitbull with the butthole pointed right, like she got the gun in your head right now. Yeah, it's it's fucking crazy under me, <laughs> right under you. Um, yeah, I gotta sleep next to that, so you know. Um, sweet dog, but yeah, man, lethal, lethal farts. Um, anyway, what I'm saying about the word cartel is that I'm sure that you could use it. Like, cause, like, okay, the Sacklers were a cartel, and yeah. for many yeah. years they were considered to be what they were doing was legal, even though it was like they had laws changed to make criminal shit they were doing be now legal, right? Yeah. But I think that you could linguistically correctly qualify that as a cartel but you just wouldn't it just insinuates crime the way that plummeting insinuates death Look at i looked up the definition a cartel okay. okay noun an association of manufacturers or suppliers with the purpose of maintaining prices at a high level and restricting competition huh see well, i don't think about, i mean i guess so but you, that's you, but that's you don't that's think a of crime it in like america that price gouging is part of it that like the colombian like the cartels for drugs are, and it says you know example the colombian drug cartels now here, historical is a coalition or cooperative arrangement between political parties intended to promote a mutual in interest. Yeah, so no, if like two no. parties work together to get the road built, that would be a cartel action. Yes, uh, not only that, now that you made me think of it, um, there is a light bulb cartel. Do you know oh, about yeah, the light yeah, bulb totally, cartel? Totally, yeah. That's planned obsolescence is some of the biggest bullshit that should definitely be like, I, they could make a law against that. You know, like the fact Absolutely. that they say we're going to make something that has to break down and create trash. Yeah. And like this is the best part about this is that this is what I'm going to say. One of the main times I was just like, uh, this is why Republicans are full of shit. OK, mm -hmm. like, OK, right now, one of them freaked out about mm -hmm. a week or two ago because Kamala mentioned on Thanksgiving. They, Kamala did a Thanksgiving video. OK, hey, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. But behind her was a gas stove. Period. This is what this this outrage Fox, because the Biden administration is coming for our gas stoves, but they're going to use gas <coughs> stoves. How are they? And the whole thing is this same thing happened with light bulbs. What mm -hmm. I'm getting to is they mm -hmm. did this thing where the Biden administration. So one guy in this consumer, you know, complaint mm -hmm. division put yeah. out a report and he was like, hey, check it out. Gas stoves fill your house with toxins. This isn't political. If you run a gas stove and you, true? and you run a little machine next to it, yeah, totally. It makes like whatever happens when it burns. Mm -hmm. Number one, gas stoves stoves might burn eighty five percent of the gas. That other fifteen percent is in your atmosphere. Is somewhere around here, yeah, yeah, totally. Or and then also it creates other gases while it burns. It's it makes toxins. They're not that bad, but they're pretty bad. Like the com the gas companies have been fighting this for years. They they got Bob Newhart in the fifties to go out and tell you how safe gas stoves were. They they know. Okay. Bob Newhart of all so people. So basically, one guy, one report. He was like the original America's dad. Well, Dick Van Dyke. One report comes still. out, and they're just like, hey, these produce chemicals. So maybe, you know, if you're building a new building, maybe don't use these. They Do produce electric, right. But they're not saying don't. They're just saying, just consider this when you're making a new building. These make toxins. 
the end. The end of the story. So Fox is like, they're coming for our gas though. Same thing happened years ago. They were like, hey, these light bulbs are bullshit. They're selling you garbage light bulbs that go out on purpose. Yeah. They could last for seven years. They could last for no, 20 years. Way more. Did you know this? There's a light bulb in New Jersey that's been burning since that motherfucker years. was invented. It's yeah. in a gas station and they've never, or a fire station and they've never turned yeah. it off. It's 125 years old. And right, the same, the same light bulbs that we throw away every day, like the incandescent, whatever, the regular yeah. ones, they mm-hmm. just, they knew. And what happened when they first invented light bulbs, they were, people were like, oh, well, they're going to sell those. I'll make a better one. And then they immediately were like, oh, we could make really nice ones. Then they came after that company and were like, we will fucking kill you and your children if you keep making these light bulbs. And no, then they was, bought those companies. And then all the light bulb companies, Westinghouse, Westinghouse GE, yeah. got together. They and got were together like, and were like, this is what we're going to do now. Yeah. yeah. From now on, this is, this is how light bulbs are. It was during World War One or 100% something like that. 100% illegal. It's been, there's many laws against it. And then eventually they got found out and they stopped doing it. But they didn't really stop doing it. They no, kept they making the light bulb. Right. So, and they're all basically roughly the same price. And they all go out after a couple of months. Come, yeah, so 2003 or four, they, they were like, hey. We should make a law against that. That's bullshit. They can make ones that last forever. And they were like... But the original product was the kind of thing where you buy a light bulb one time in your life. Yeah. And as long as you live, like, that light bulb in your living room won't go out. Yeah. You you definitely will have to buy one for your bedroom, one for every room in the house, but you only ever buy them once. That's, uh... Well, that's a... Like, even... Substantial. With the newer ones, like, I don't... I haven't had a light bulb go out. Like, I have a light bulb go out. And actually, the ones that do go out of my house are the ones where they're like little weird lights that are like the, sh- the old, they're still the old style, but they're the small. Ones, yeah. So we haven't found the new bangle. But I have. And, and, and at first, I will say that those weird fluorescent, you know, weird screwball pigtail lights yeah. were a weird light. Like they were all like white, you know, like. Yeah, no, no, no. They do like you buy outside the right lighting in, inside the house. Yeah. That's for sure. And I didn't like that. But that, now they're fine. They work fine. They last for fucking ever. You don't have to replace it. But that's the thing. Republicans fought. They were like, motherfucker, you're not going to take away my light bulbs. And they're like, we're not taking them away. Fuck you. No, I mean, that's not really what their argument was about. Like, they're just. No, no, no. I'm, that's what they were saying. Yeah. But as with everything with politicians, but even more so with Republicans, just like. Uh, no, you, you you're on you're on the take from big light bulb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you don't you don't want to like screw corporations out of. Uh, well, you don't want to stop letting corporations screw regular working class people out of their. If a guy's money. giving you money, you need to keep his money coming in. Absolutely. So yeah, fuck them. They're his like, money is your money. Like, hi, I'm Bob from Big Pollution. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? We make chemicals. That's it. We're the richest motherfucker. The Koch family, that reminds me of speaking of big pollution and mm-hmm. big cancer in general, like the uh, chemical baron, they, they, the, the, the cocks are going. And I, I love that one's dead, but it's like that. the other brother will never be his own person. They right. will be the cocks. Koch brothers. Yeah. They're the cock. Cock is how it's pronounced. Okay. Yeah. If you say so. And it is. It is. That's how they say well, it. Well, I just want the listeners to know who we're talking it's about. It's K-O-C-H. Yeah. And they're... They're both a couple couple of cocks, and they um yeah. one of them's dead, and one's a dead cock, and another's dead inside, and they um are supporting Nikki Haley against Trump, so at least they're standing up against Trump. I heard they raised seventy million dollars to do so at the very least, which is kind of funny because it's like yo, you have more money than God, you have like Elon Musk level money. I forget the name of the plan, but they have like the Heritage Foundation, their their network mm-hmm. has a whole plan right now for firing everybody in the government. They're basically they're like. Here's a list of right-wing people. We've assembled a list of conservative fascist assholes mm-hmm. 
the most extensive list ever, and whoever gets into government next, fire every single person you can and hire all of these conservative assholes, and that's how they're going to get rid Wait, of the deep state, because the deep state is apparently left, and the left wing that's been controlling our country for so long and turning everybody gay is, gonna, um, is, is embedded in the deep state. So all these bureaucrats... We don't want everyone to be gay. Then who's going to make the babies? It'll happen. It'll, I guess it'll you can just test tube that shit. Yeah, and it'll still happen. But wait, I'm confused. And now. Honestly, are you I'm immigrants? Are you saying uh, that that's how we replace those? People. The Cokes want to fire everyone and the then government. replace them with fascists, new, with fascists, with people that they have proven have the same beliefs as them. Well, they have why, like an well, oath. Then you have why to take. are they trying to? They run basically against Trump because he's really been at the forefront of like trying to put fascists in place. Can't win. You don't think win. he can win? In real polls against what? Biden, no. No. He, he, no. I don't think he can win again. I think that Trump has lost his his gleam. Nikki Haley, they'll all jump lock, lock step in line. Like, number one. I know. You, you keep, anybody you keep who votes Nikki Haley. Anybody who votes Any single person that would vote for Trump. Uh-huh. Will vote for Nikki Haley? Is not going to vote for Biden. Okay? Yeah, that's true. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Whoever's running against Biden... Right, the Trump vote, vote is going to go to the Republican. Person. So it doesn't right. matter if Trump runs. They have that. Now, all the people that wouldn't <laughs> consider voting for Trump because he grabbed a pussy, mm-hmm. and Nikki Haley is- Or that is, he has 91 felony charges against very him? very vague on- um, On pussy grabbing? Like, has she? Do we know? On abortion. She has not taken the same stance everybody else has in this. No, so there I actually, are women out there that might- think she's going to keep it okay like there she might take some women away from from biden I, right she's going to take some indian people away from biden conservative My, indians especially for sure but okay as far as her stance on abortion like i'm not saying i necessarily like believe or agree with what she's saying but i have heard what she said at that last debate uh just the, the soundbite clip of it whatever but um along the lines of her being like you can't She's like, look, I'm anti-abortion, and I would, I would, it would be my wish. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing here, obviously, but it, like, if she had her druthers, everyone would be anti-abortion, and it would be illegal because no one would want it to be legal. But she's like, but you do have to respect that in certain places, the uh, the voters voted to keep it legal, and you have to respect it. And you can't like just demonize people for expressing their vote as they wanted it. You so know? what she's saying So is, I don't know that she believes it. No, 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 no. But what she was saying is, fuck you. I'm going to do what the people that give me money say, and that's no more abortions, but I'm going to lie and say whatever it takes to get at least one more vote away from Biden. It's, it's bullshit. Like, they're, they're, they're Republicans. No, you're right. I'm just they're saying that it's, it's, a smart, it's a smart Yeah, no, it 100%. Thing to say. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm more afraid of her running than Trump. She has that's much more of a chance of winning than Trump does. Think of all the people that would be, okay, first woman president. Yeah, that's, we, see, that's that, we see how that went you know for what? fucking Hillary, though. Yeah, I know, but yeah, but Hillary still got more votes than Trump. And like, if Democrats hadn't have hated her ass, she probably would have won. You know, I mean, but still, all the Democrats voted for her. Okay, now for the most part, now let's. let's, let's I mean, let's, I couldn't stand the bitch, and I voted of, for. Let's think of two piles: the hate for that's Hillary Clinton, my part. the hate for Hillary Clinton, and the hate for Nikki Haley. Which pile is, it's not even comparable. Nobody hates Nikki Haley. Like, I don't like her because she's a Republican. No one, I know. I mean, I'm sure there are some some very KKK motherfuckers in the Republican Party that hate the fact that she exists. No, no, I, no, I agree with you. That she, well, she just doesn't have the, um, the long history that 
you know, by the yeah. time Hillary Clinton was running for fucking president, it's like she had already been in the spotlight with her husband being president. She, she was first lady for for eight years. Then she's fucking senator for what another eight or twelve years. Then she's secretary of state for like another eight years, and just like also she's kind of funky, you know. She's just kind of like not that cool no no that, and that, so when you've been not that cool in public for that fucking long there is standing next to bernie sanders you know like and, basically it was like here's the fake fuck corporate bullshit wing of the party right and here's bernie sanders right you know? and then also gets and whether or not it's true who knows but definitely gets you know pegged with the whole thing of like how the DNC basically screwed um, yeah, Bernie out of out of his platform and was and just like essentially they're like yeah we're not letting him run as a Democrat you know what I mean no I think he so, I think he would beat Trump I think a lot of people that so, voted yeah. for Trump just because they were like anarchist and against the system he's new like would have yeah yeah I think Hillary was the was the perfect storm for Trump to be like Trump only became president because Hillary ran. Yeah, the, I forget what they call that, but it's like the the disliking yeah. of the candidate. Their negatives are like uh, personally. I think Biden. Huge. I'm not gonna. I I don't know why. I mean, there's reasons to hate Biden, but they're not why everybody else. Like my reasons, I hate Biden are not the reasons that the, the right hates him. What are yours? Uh, the crime bill. That's you know, like yeah, ninety two. The, the crime his, bill. His history. His, he also his, fought against busing. His conservative ass is why yeah. I hate him. No, no, he's. They hate him because he's a liberal commie. You know, like, it's like the, I, I at least have actual reasons to. No, he's like one that. of the least historically liberal Democrats. He, because also he goes back to when you used to have conservative Democrats and somewhat liberal Republicans, or like moderates of both parties. Like Democrat and Republican, up until a certain time, were not synonymous with right or left or conservative or liberal. You know what I mean? The way they are now, and that's how fucking old that asshole is. Yeah. Is that like he? He's practically a Dixiecrat. You know what I mean? Like in Delaware, he fought against school busing. Yeah, you know what I mean? like yo. That's and and then in, in now, the nineties, he did say, the crime bill. Like, now, I personally like when you watch documentaries about busing. Yeah, like you know the, some scary the, shit. Well, number one, you could have just like okay, there's five schools in the district. Mm -hmm. Instead of being like, well, let's take some of the rich kids and bus them to the shit school. Cut the fucking money up evenly. Fuck you. That's the bottom line. In the county, there's five school. Cut the money up evenly. You don't just like, well, we'll take some rich kids to the rich school. Because if I was a rich person and I bought a house next to a nice school and they were like, well, we're going to drive your kid 20 miles to the ghetto school. I'd be like, my kid's not going to go to school here anymore. I would, I would not do it. I mean, I, I understand. Right. I mean, that's essentially what happened. But here's the they, thing. No, they did both. That, you know, like, right. But that's what I mean. Like, it's, it's not. They should just make all the schools fucking nice, and there's not even a question about that. And right, I know but, then they would still be segregated by neighborhoods, but they shouldn't have been redlining. They should have addressed redlining. They shouldn't have been like, let's just keep the redlining, and we'll bus everybody around. Fuck you. Like, right, but okay, first of all, you, I know. Red, redlining was actually illegal, so in order for them to yeah, address but it. In, yeah. No, no, no. It was, everyone knew it was going on. Yeah. But if you, it's, you know, the, the quiet part. You can't say that shit out loud. So if they were to legally address redlining, they would have to legally address the fact that they've been doing it this long. Yeah. But also the other thing is that that's the entirety of, like, what you're saying, I agree with you. The money should be spread out evenly between every school in the district, but, <clears throat> or you state, whatever. But, like, 
That's what the whole ruling is. They're saying that they were, much like redlining, they were pretending with separate but equal that that's what they're doing. Yeah. But they weren't. And black and brown schools were not getting the money. So they were like, all right, if you're not going to, you know, distribute the money evenly, we're going to distribute the children evenly. It's also like not, not, there's a big part of it too that was like, (coughs) we don't want them to move into our neighborhood so they can get these schools. Right. So like busing in general was keeping, was, was segregation. Even though it seems like it goes against segregation at its heart, it was you stay the fuck in your neighborhood. You can right. visit over here. You can visit. Right. You know? That's what I'm saying. They're not going to address redlining out loud. Yeah. Which is why they're like, fuck it. We'll do busing. We'll act like. Yeah. No, that's what I'm just saying. The busing. They're redistributing the wealth one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> you know but, not, I mean? but not really. Like because, in a very shit No, way. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm being facetious. Now, I will I'm, say I'm, that. I'm refer- referring to children as wealth. Culturally, it mm-hmm. gave us Andre Benjamin. Did he get was yeah. he a product of busing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he had to, he went to like a fancy, you know, rich kid white school, and that's where he got into like his weird his weirdness in flute, and that's where he started becoming a flautist. I don't think he played flute there. Well, I mean, did you listen to the album? A little bit, but no, not having like actually had a sit with it yet. It's definitely like a good sleepy time album. It's not like you're not gonna like bump it in the whip. Well, I did hear, but, but I did it's cool. Read bits of one interview where he was like, "I was making a rap album. You know, yeah, like, yeah, I was making beats, and I kept having beats and being like." And I've honestly, I'm there. I live, I live in that world. Like yeah. I've made about 30 beats recently that I'm like, I could rap on this. And I'm like, I'm not going to rap on this. I'll just add more layers. And then I just add more layers of, of fucking leads, which I don't play flute. I play synth, the same shit. But yeah. so I, I feel what he's doing. At the same time, I'm like, I don't want to hear some 50 year old dude rap. I want to hear him rap. But when I think of myself rapping, I think that. So I understand his feelings. Uh, that depends nobody on wants. what fifty-year-old. I would definitely listen to. But that's what he feels. three stacks rap at at any age. I would listen to an eighty-year-old three stacks rap. Like I don't know if you've heard any of the like guest appearances because like no, he hasn't made a rap album in a long time or an Outcast album for that matter. But he's done a number, not a lot. Who's this? Three stacks, Andre. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, he, yeah, he's done guest appearance. Like Run his, the jewels. His shit on fucking uh, Anderson Pack's album yeah. was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. It's the best thing on the album, yeah. and I think Anderson Pack is fucking tremendous. But like Buster Rhymes, same thing. That motherfucker can rap till he's seventy five, as far as I'm concerned. Well, you, have you seen or the recent Scarface? Same. Yeah, have you seen the recent Buster Rhymes stories that just came out? No, is there? It was grief. The YouTube documentary. It was grief. It was, no, it's in the news, like in the rap. Double, I don't know. It's in rap news. He just did some some big interview where uh-huh. he was like, uh, something happened, and he's been really sad for the last decade. Mm-hmm. But now one of his kids is rapping now, and mm-hmm. that's starting to bring him back into it. Yo, have you heard the last fucking Buster Rhymes album? No, it's Extinction Agenda Part Two. No, it's fucking phenomenal. No, I'm down. I know. He, I think he just put one out. Is that what it you're is talking about? But no, it was it, like yeah, from like earlier this year. And yeah, probably. Or maybe late last year. It doesn't really matter. But mm-hmm. just the last Busta Rhymes album is from front to back fucking phenomenal. Also, has a, another great song with Anderson Pack on there. Mm-hmm. So, Anderson Pack is definitely uh, making some classics with the elder statesman. Now, apparently, something's going on right now with rap in general that sales are down across the board. Like, what? everybody's numbers are down except for like Drake. Whatever, and even he, he's not getting like he did. And now, what I think it is, and I'll I'll start from scratch. Like, I don't know if you anybody that's the Northern Soul Movement. No, Spotify <laughs> started cracking down on bots. Okay, about a year ago, and then more and more lately, SoundCloud 
definitely crack down on it. Not that I would know by yeah, any, for any reason, but I like, just say that they, you know what I hear. It's tough one. I tell you. But yeah, you can't use bots anymore. And that, that's they just recently did that whole thing with Spotify where like they're not going to pay indie artists anymore. Like you have yeah, to get a thousand sucks. plays on a song to eventually get paid by, from it. Anything, yeah. You know, and yeah, it's just fucked. So that like, how is it legal that they get to decide that? Yeah, that's some fucked up shit. Well, no, it, it, they will. No, you will. can you can take your music off of the, the site if you'd like. You are totally free to do that. Yeah, but it's like if you are making money by these subscriptions, by someone else's product that they created and did all the work for, and you are merely the middleman pipelining that shit into speakers, the fact that you get to decide when and where and how much you pay motherfuckers for that shit. Well, that's but just, that's the thing. is It's un-American, no, goddammit. They, they, and this is America, they, pal. They did just make a deal with most of the people who the customers want to stream that's that's what just happened like basically the stuff that people discover and here's what spotify does like Mm -hmm. if you're into beyonce Mm -hmm. or not whatever you're into some like a rapper they're gonna throw you a lot of indie rappers in that mix just and we i want that as a you know like as a producer or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to be in discovery mode you want them to find your song you know by mistake no so most people that are going to listen to my song that i want to hear it on spotify aren't Mm -hmm. like people that like me it's people that haven't heard of me yet and are going to discover me Mm -hmm. so they're not the ones that are actually choosing to push play on my song so therefore you said it's getting because it's getting force fed into their stream by recommendation that's why they deserve to not pay and i wouldn't say they deserve but that that's understandable. Like, okay, like if all you, of, you sound like a victim of domestic violence. No, if I left Spotify, you are self-blaming no, th- the victim. Think about that. Okay, if I left Spotify right now, mm-hmm. how much would that hurt their bottom line? Not now, at all. A million because of, they don't pay you anyway. And if a million of me left, it wouldn't. That's the thing is, I don't really want to be there, but I kind of need to be there. You know, and I want I want that eight dollars I might be getting a month from them, but right. But I'm just saying that it just. It's criminal. You know, it's definitely criminal. But this, that's why rap- this, my friend, is a fucking cartel. But because of this, they're not paying. Legal cartel. They're, they're See, basically, I, just, I wrapped it, that robot joke. For saying. a while there, they were just letting it happen, and they were paying people that were using bots. And there was a way, if you knew how to use bots right, where you could actually come out on top. Ooh, there's, we don't have time for this story. There's a story of this Dutch, okay, rappers. You got like 20 minutes. Rappers in England that are under- 18 mm-hmm. okay if they pop off with a song and they get like 10 to twenty thousand hits on it mm-hmm. there's these dutch guys and swedish guys from sweden because apparently the swedish crime scene is getting huge now and this is wrapped with spotify where they crime can, swedes they they kidnap some british rapper these guys okay mm-hmm. and then had him put out some more songs and then they use bots and they made one go viral hundred thousand three hundred thousand dollars comes into his account from the five million plays mm-hmm they kept him until that shit came through. When he hit his bank account, it was gone. They threw his ass. There. Here you go. Let him go back to England. And he was like, yo, I've been kidnapped for the last four years. What the fuck? Nobody's looking for me? No. no and they were like, no. no you were, no, look you for were, him? He Wasn't was, he? He was posting online. Hey, I'm partying. I'm a rapper. I'm a big rapper now. Because they were like, put the gun to his head and like, hold the stack of money up and smile. This is a true story? Yes. And this is- Where did you, you learn about this on YouTube? This is from news a while ago. Everything is YouTube with you. No, that was, this is like, this is, I don't know, I get, I, I don't even know why I get a lot of Spotify news. Anytime Spotify does anything, it's in my news feed, but I've also searched for them a couple times when I was trying to figure out how the algorithms work. You're a musician trying to sell music. Google thinks I like them. But no, there's been at least three of these kidnappings. Now, eventually, the people get busted because the money's always traceable when it gets that big. Mm -hmm. There's only been one or two where they got the cash and took the fuck off. 
but fucking foolish but crime because suits. of that or i personally think spotify might have done it themselves they're their billion dollar business and they're trying to keep their fucking numbers up they were mm-hmm. like we got to find a way to stop these bots be like we're gonna make it seem really dangerous to young kids but so, so now, you think they hired the crime suites maybe. or or that crime swedes are not a real thing and that this is a work of fiction all perpetrated by the spotify cartel yeah yeah to get to, to, to explain why they're going to stop paying people because they don't want kids to get kidnapped, you know. That's, you know, man, that's heroic of them. Like, I don't know. They're just going to stand on principle. And they're, all, and they're also taking off all the, all the noise tracks because apparently it's, a, it's hard for mean? them. There's Apparently there's a lot of white noise tracks on Spotify and like bird sounds and like... Yeah, like help people get sleep yeah, type shit. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're getting rid of all that. Dick. Yeah, because people are, are gaming the system and and it was basically it was a um a record exec that was like you can't tell me that who who's that redheaded kid from England that be singing Ed Sheeran Ed Sheeran it was like you can't tell me that five minutes of bird singing is worth the same as an Ed Sheeran song. And I'd be like, mm, well, it I helps know. me get to sleep. I'd be like, no, I would think that those birds singing is worth m- more, much more than yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to ever hear an Ed Sheeran song, and I um, would like to hear birds singing. I sample also that all the, time. Uh, the Lord made birds. Yeah. In fairness, the Lord also may have we made don't Ed know Sheeran. That. We don't know that for sure. But, like, you're going no to say that... No offense to that guy. They, no, but, like, birds have been around singing, like, way longer than Ed Sheeran. Yeah. And uh, are you going to say that you did that better than the Lord? Yeah. The best part about it is, so. like, it's not like, so. it's not like they're making more money for Madonna. They're making more money for the guy that pays Madonna, is what they're doing. Yeah. In the end, that's what all this shit is for. But that's why rap numbers are down, because bots are gone. Like, in general, bots just got kind of wiped off the scene. So you're and saying I, bots were the biggest rap fans? Yes, yes, in general. Yeah, everybody it, out there, like, I got 10 million streams. Like, you, know, you, you That's you. even worse than when, like, white people became the main consumers of hip-hop music yeah. and culture. You know, then later it's like, oh, these fictitious robots on the internet are the number one consumers yeah. <laughs> of the culture. And then you wonder why, like, mumble rap is so popular, and it's like... Dude, these motherfuckers speaking zeros and ones. Yeah. You're, lu- you're lucky that that's not what rap music is now. Just like zero zero one moment zero zero one one zero one one zero zero. I think that's actually a thing. I think there is a song. Of, I, there has to be. I, I there know there's a binary be. song right now. But I mean, also when you think about the fact that fucking um, you know, uh, like Auto Con- Tune, Hold Flight on. of the Concords do that binary lead zero zero one zero zero one zero in the robot rap song. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't remember it, but I, but I will say, like, is it a coincidence that fucking auto tune robot voice became like the way that things sell number one, oh, yeah. and bots are the number one consumer of the culture? Is T Pain a bot? No, nah. no, he's a really funny guy. I gotta admit, you ever yeah. seen him be interviewed or just yeah. talk in general? Yeah, nah. he's up there. Like, I think him and Vince Staples should have a talk show. Like, they would be. F- funnier than this show i saw this they uh, are I've seen a couple interviews with him and then a couple of these things where it's like um i have a one of my things i like to watch is like just anybody making a beat you know and it, there's a lot of videos yeah. out there of like here's yeah. an artist and there's a, i think what's it called rhythm roulette is a series where they just take take um famous, I believe I've seen famous that, yeah. producers mm-hmm. they blindfold them they take them to a record store and they have to just find yeah, blind find three records and then go home them. and make a beat yeah you know and some of them do it right lp did one it's great but who were we just talking about? I totally forgot what we were talking uh, about. Vince Stables and T-Pain. Yeah, T-Pain does, does one. And then I saw T-Pain and um, 
fucking um, dead mouse making beats together, but it's fucking hilarious. Him making music is just like, he doesn't even try. He'll just be like, up, oh, there's a perfect beat. And he'll just tap it out real quick, 10 seconds, boom, there's a beat, boom, grab a sample, and it worked perfectly. Made that? Yeah, yeah, he just, he just, and he made his, I didn't even know he made beats. He, he made his tracks. Like he was his, all brother. his own yeah. shit is that's him. But one interview with him, and as well, also, here's, here's the other thing, not to interrupt, but the other thing is, um, have you heard him sing with his real voice? Yeah. He can yeah. sing his fucking ass yeah, off. Yeah, no, it was just an effect. It's he just a did, weird thing that you know, he was like, yeah, I, I just do robot voice all the time. Yeah. And it, he can really fucking sing. But also, and like, I don't, I'm not a, you know, I only know like probably two of his songs. I'm in love with a stripper, which is not a good song. Mm-hmm. And his first one, which was like the big hit that, um, what is it? Like, got me doing the dishes. I don't know. I, I like that first one. It's, it's really dumb. And it's just a song about like how his friends keep calling him, but he likes this new girl so much that he just doesn't, he stops hanging out with all his friends. Strong. I'm Sounds, strong. So, oh. I'm strong. Not, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I remember that one. Yeah. That's from a long time ago. Yeah. She got me doing the dishes. Anything for them kisses. Also, did you know that his she got me going government crazy. name is actually... Now I want to have a baby. Actually, Tylenol Pain Reliever. That's what T-Pain is short for, is Tylenol yes, Pain Reliever. I think I heard that. <laughs> That's awesome. But funny, I just like, I remember in that interview being like, he, he hadn't done anything for a while. Then they show his basement, and you're like, he doesn't have to. How did he get that many gold records? Holy fuck, there's like 50 in there. And apparently he was producing. I believe he was ghostwriting and producing as yeah, well. He right? was producing for a bunch of R&B and soul. After his hits came out, he just, all these women came to him like, can I get a hit? And he was like, here you go. I got a hit. Got a hit for you. Got, like, hit for you. Well, got a hit for you. I'm a stripper. <laughs> Do you have a hit for me? And then his wife is like his same high school sweetheart, just Really? Regular old, regular person. And they just look like fun, goofy, regular, rich people now. Like, No, know. he seems like someone you'd want to hang out with. Yeah. If you see him like be interviewed, yeah. like you're like, yeah, I would, I would hang out with that guy. And this, he got a famous story where he was on an airplane once, and mm-hmm. Usher was on the, is in the first class. And he's mm-hmm. like, Usher. And Usher just thought, you ruined music. <laughs> and I was like, I he was mad what? at him? Like, I, fuck you, Usher. I don't even want to listen to Usher. And I, I, I didn't want to hear Usher to begin with. But now I definitely make love in the club that's nasty that's yeah, nasty baby you need to wash your dick in the sink he's got the hurt bro probably it's kind of no that's, that's, that's what happens when you be fucking in the club that's, that's the rumor yeah he, he gave he got sued by several women who claimed he <laughs> oh, gave the hurt bro but i didn't know that you could do that can you sue over stds i would guess i guess so. if you i mean i know that in some states if you know that you have hiv and you uh, have unprotected sex. Motherfuckers were getting arrested for sneezing at people during COVID. Like that's, he sneezed at me on purpose. That's true, but that's also assault. You go to jail for that. Uh, what I'm saying is, is assault. I'd rather get sneezed at. I'd rather have COVID. It's gonna be. Hurt. It's gonna be a tough get because, like, really, you're gonna be like, you have to prove that that person knew they had the hurt rock, and then secondly, you're gonna have to prove that they talked you into having unprotected sex and you weren't into it before, but now you're like, I don't know. Then he started talking that Usher talk. He said, you got to let it burn, which, you know. It does now. Yeah, it does now. Um, He's like, that's why I wrote it. That's some heady Usher humor I just gave you. Some lowbrow heady Usher humor. Um, But yeah, I'm going to side with, um, just on like who you would want to hang out with, I gotta say, T Pain v Usher. Yeah. Did he ever come back on the plane, or was he just like, man, no. that, that hurt? That he was hurt. just sad. He just stayed sad. Oh. He's like, yo, you may. Oh, it's, that was T painful. <laughs> That's a T painful remark, Usher. Don't do me like that. That's why you get bitches hurt, Brock. 
Anyway, uh, changing gears from T-Pain being awesome and Usher being kind of douchey. Uh, this one's running a foot race for me, with, and it shouldn't really, because, with, but it's running a foot race for me with the Kissinger story. Fucking Chauvin gets stabbed the fuck up in jail. Did yeah. you see that shit? Yeah, yeah. Apparently it was pretty severe, too, that he would have died if they hadn't got him to treatment. Well, that's the thing. When I saw that story, I was like, oh, yep, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I'm... I, I was very surprised that they put him in Gen Pop to begin with. I thought that cops got their own building somewhere. Yeah, I don't think he was in general population, but I, I think that, at least according to the article that I read, it's just that this particular federal prison had uh, a shortage of funding and therefore of guards. Like, there were less guards in proper places than there should have been. So, Well, maybe it'll open up the eyes of all these conservatives to the horrible conditions in our prisons. Maybe, but... Uh, now, I saw an article. His lawyer the next day came out and this thing of, like, he should be able to serve his time without being threatened with violence. And <laughs> I just thought that was uh, funny because every uh, cop that I've ever talked to has used the threat of violence that would happen to me in prison as a reason to, that I should listen to him and talk. And yep. Fuck you. I just... The, the whole thing. Like, he well, shouldn't have awesome. committed the crime... And One of the and, most gruesome, prolonged fucking thing, like acts of violence called on video in, yeah. in modern times. Yeah. Like, you are a grotesque human, and people, like, God, like, if you watch that trial and you see how many people were gathered around being like, yeah. dude, yeah. stop. Yeah. Like, the, uh, do you remember the MMA fighter that was yeah. like, yo, come yeah. try that shit on me, punk? Yeah. Like, what's up? And they were like, uh, did you. Call him a motherfucker 13 times, and he's like, that's how many you counted on the video. That's how many times I said it. <laughs> he was, the, the, like, if, if there can be a highlight of that trial. Um, yeah. But, like, yeah, that's so awesome that, I just wanted a little more, though, if they could have fleshed me out a backstory on the stabber. Yeah. Was this, say, a contract stabbing, or was he just like, nah, I gotta be the guy. You know, I have a feeling that too. There, because I didn't see they didn't say shit about him, and I know that they're like, you know, that we're, no, we're not going to put this guy's anything. name out because we know that this will make him a god in the prison systems. Yeah, no, there will be like a like a day named after yeah. a street named after him in yeah. Minneapolis or some shit. I just um, yeah, no, I just want to know a little more about this guy. And the funny thing, I looked at when the day it happened, the, Personal next, the, next, the next day it happened, I'm looking at a yeah. He he ate my fudge round. Well, it's like you know. I think we've talked about how. Um, Don't you cut in line with me, Derek? You know how? Uh, what's the name? Um, the cannibal Jeffrey Dahmer, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, people, well, you know, he you know he got murdered in prison, brutally, yeah. beat to death with a mop handle. Yeah. Um, which, goddamn, can you imagine? That's oh, a pretty bad way to, to go about out. The things that happen. Um, but people think that it's because of the murders he committed on the outside, but I watched a documentary about it, mm-hmm. and that's not why he was killed. Yeah. He was killed because he was a really annoying, irritating yeah. prankster prick. Yeah. And people were just sick of his dumb little pranks, and then one day, uh, you know, similarly, not enough guards when he was mopping a yeah. remote hallway, and, uh, and somebody just beat him to death in there. And uh, I, I think that it is... I'm like, what about Jared? Why don't they go for Jared from Subway? Yeah, I mean, nobody's stabbing him. He he gets out in like four or five years. His, really? Yeah, he only had like ten years on his crime, so like they'll be over soon. 
That's surprising. He had a yeah. lot of pedo crime. I thought I, yeah, I saw a thing recently about like he'll be out. <laughs> I forget when, like twenty. So you know, any of our listeners in prison, yeah. if you're locked up with Jared, you know, get, get him soon. Don't do it. Don't do it. We didn't say it. We didn't. We didn't. Not, not a call to action. I'm just <laughs> no. saying, if you wanted to. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was I was delighted to um, hear about the Chauvin stabbing, and not only did I want more of a backstory on the stabber, but I would have liked a little more graphic, flowery language around like. How bad did he stab this guy? Where on his body was he stabbed? I, and how many times? I and, tried to look up details. Mm-hmm. I only found one story. And it like the, the stories that were on CBS and NBC were just very brief. Derek then got stabbed. Now he's in the hospital. Right, right. Here's why you know who he is. Okay. Then there was a thousand Fox News stories. Like Fox St. Louis. Every, every Fox station had another, like in my news feed, if you click like, tell me more, there are 30 Fox stories. And they were all just like, can you believe this poor man has been stabbed? Oh, they, they, oh, they should have been taking care of him. Why are they taking care of him? Oh, he, he deserves to serve his time without being threatened with the violence. And every, every one, they were just have, like, see, we told you. We told you this would happen. If you put yeah, him like, in jail with the other that, criminals. That's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. But... But I got... And I said, I figured that they would have... They would make one... You think the cops would get together and be like, hey... We got that new cop city we're building. We're going to put a cop jail in there so all the cops can be in a separate jail. You know? Now, I don't, I think, don't, know. I feel I like don't think all the cops are just going to get along because they're cops. They're just as racist and not all white as anybody else, you know? Yeah, no, no. I've definitely uh, had that argument with cops before. Half of them are in because their partner was really the corrupt one. And when they get out, they're going to have a vendetta. And that's what the movie will be about. Because hmm. anytime somebody gets out of prison that used to be a cop, it was always his partner. That, you know, and then they framed him for killing his wife or something. He's going to find the real killer, and it was his partner. It's well, except partner. for no, have you ever seen uh, the documentary called The Seven Five? The, uh, yeah, the, yeah, about Michael Dowd. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the guy they called the dirtiest cop in NYPD history. Yeah. Which, psh, please, yeah, they de- they definitely they never caught whoever yeah. the actual yeah. the top, dirtiest. The top thirty five yeah, never got were caught. commissioners. That's how dirty yeah. they were. They were just like, yeah, you'll never catch me. I'm the ultimate no. greaseball. But um, but no, the the thing that's kind of impressive about um, Michael Dowd, one of the, he is definitely one of the biggest pieces of shit walking the earth. But he just takes it so goddamn far that eventually you're almost, and I'm not not, but almost like rooting for him. Like you're you've gone way too far. And uh he just in the end, like because his partner was also corrupt too. Yeah. And the partner does like blame him, like, yeah, Michael Dowd got me into this and I never would have gone down this road. But it's like he went pretty far down the road, pal. But Michael Dowd is definitely blames no one. He's like, No, I wanted to be about this life. Yeah. Like I was once I peeled my first hundred dollars illegally off a guy. I was like, "Yep, <laughs> this is the life. It's a pirate's life for me. Like, I'm gonna rob coke dealers. I'm gonna fucking shoot people. Like, I don't give a fuck." And uh, he sat there in front of that whole fucking commission and just never blamed anyone else. Yeah. Was just like, "Yep, nope. I, I decided to do this." So it's just like you don't like the guy, but at least you got to respect like the only dude who wasn't like, "No, somebody else." Got me yeah. to do this. Or crying. You don't know how hard my job is. Yeah. I got, got the thin blue line. He's like, nope, I really like robbing people. No, that's it. Again, 
we should it, it, we had a very thin and Trump was president, but like a very thin opportunity, you know, two or three years ago when most people were against the police. So we could have just stopped having police in general and just started a whole new thing. But my biggest fear is well, that I mean, that whole he, new thing would uh, be yeah, worse. Yeah, they would be stormtroopers all of a sudden or whatever. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that was ever an idea that was going to work. I also, you know, I think we've discussed this a little I mean, bit. The, the safety officer idea that, that got floated everywhere. Right, but I like, don't we'll think We'll send these guys to, to the accident. They'll take notes on the cars. Right, they don't got to shoot anybody. I, exactly. I don't think you need to eliminate police entirely. Just use them for less they're shit. Like, they're like, but what if a black man just shows up at this car crash? Who will be there to beat him up? Right, exactly. It's just, you know, stop sending armed goon squads to deal with things that don't require that, you know? And also stop training cops to think that every single interaction is a threat to their life yeah it's like such a weird thing when you um you see oh god i wish i could remember the name of the dude but there's a one specific dude who's a former um military officer who never saw any combat but he's the one that kind of started the whole training cops to believe that like every interaction that you have is someone trying to kill you and it's something like Yo, he's got the weirdest, most ironic name, like Dan Slimy. Yeah. <laughs> just, I wish I could remember his actual name. Um, as soon as we get off the air, I bet you it'll pop right back in my head. Um, but yeah, he has books about it. He has this like... But anyway, my point is like, yeah, stop. You don't have to eliminate cops as a whole, but A, stop training them to think that every fucking interaction is someone trying to kill them. And also stop sending people with guns who are licensed to use them against the citizenry to to solve every interaction don't like it's honestly almost it was no one really mentions how like ahead of its time and like kind of prescient police academy was yeah but like you remember tackleberry the gun nut cop When the lady, there's a scene in the first one where the lady's like, officer, can you get my kitty cat out yeah. of the tree? And he's like, shoots the cat in the tree and it falls out. He goes, there you go, your cat's out of the tree. And that's kind of how it feels like in a less comedic way. It's just like when you keep sending armed goon squads to deal with, say, the mentally ill or just, you know, the myriad situations. They're probably called for more problems that they shouldn't be than for ones they should. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, someone's overdosing. Call a dude who's licensed to shoot people. Like, why? Call a medical professional or a social worker or even a fucking fireman. Yeah. You know, like, every time you see an ambulance or a fire truck show up somewhere, the cops are right behind them. And it's like, yo, what what, what are the shooters going to do against this goddamn fire or this OD that's happening? Like, they're not helping. Yeah. So like that's just what I mean about you didn't have to like really eliminate them as a whole. And also that's why, you know, and also lighten their workload, you know. Dude, that's I can't give them a pay increase, you take away some of the work. That's, you know. Exactly. And that's honestly part of and now it's passé to say, but at the time when they first came out with the whole slogan of defund the police, I'm like, that's eh, just a bad slogan, yeah. but the idea is like, yo, you're calling cops to do jobs that, even from their point of view, right? You're calling them to do yeah. jobs that they were never trained yeah. for. Like, for them to deal with, like, ODs and mentally ill people, that shouldn't be well, their even, job. Even, you shouldn't call them. Even, like, like a stolen bike, okay? If somebody stole my bike and that person's not there or my bike is anymore, 
There's no gun. They don't even have a gun. You, just, you know, number one, I don't even need to call. I'm never going to see that bike again. The cop that comes to you is going to say, you're never going to see that bike again. That's how that works. I don't care if it's a motorcycle or a bike. Well, like, even when the cops show up, that's what they tell you. So you might like, well. we're not, we're not looking for that bike. So they don't need basic law enforcement training to go to somebody's house and write down what make and model of yeah. motorcycle or what, bike. Uh, bike. So uh, Burgundy Huffy, yeah. you said, huh? All right, okay. Yeah, we'll get right on that. The Yellow Haro. Uh, oh, we'd have mongoose with the rotor yeah. on the handlebars. Um, yeah, but then, Tom, what happens? You say that now, but what happens uh, when, like, MCA, the guy comes back and he steals your girl like he stole your bike? You going to call the cops then? No, that's not, not going to happen. <laughs> I'm Adam Strange, he's, baby. You're talking to Adam he's Strange, baby. dead now. <laughs> he's, he's, he can't take a sip of this pimping, baby. <laughs> No yeah. police can help him no. now. So one more thing I want to bring up. I saw this uh-huh. thing two days ago on a like a C-SPAN clip. There's mm-hmm. I forget the you, guy's name. You watch a lot of C-SPAN? A clip. I, there's a guy named I think it's Brian Cohen. He does. He, okay. he he's on the news a lot. He's like a guest on the news a lot. But he has his own like news news channel, and he he'll show a clip from C-SPAN and then explain what's going on. But mm. I forget the guy's name. He's from Louisiana, and you see him. He's like a swarmy Republican congressman. He talks like this. He's like, oh, yeah, we're yeah. gonna have to talk about Kennedy. this real quick. Kennedy. Kennedy. And the whole it's thing Kennedy. is, he's from Connecticut. He went to Yale. That accent was developed later in life for the job. That's hmm. not his accent. He's a northerner, but. He does talk yeah. like this when he's talking up there. But so he, he's, w is from Maine. He, so. There was a gun. It was a thing about gun violence and health, mm-hmm. like a congressional meeting or whatever, congressional whatever. And he's, there's a doctor there, and he's like, he's just like leaning back in his chair, swarming. He's be, so, doctor, let me talk about Chicago, okay? Now, is there a reason it's such a Wild West shootout, shoot 'em up show now? Is it because of the guns themselves or is it the type of people that live there and the woman just straight up like well i don't know a lot about statistics in chicago i work in the south and i can tell you right now that louisiana has twice as many gun deaths per year as chicago does Mm. actually as the entire state of illinois did you know that and he's like she's like no actually louisiana and then alabama and then mississippi and then florida and then he's like uh, she's like as you were saying, Chicago, yes, it's very low on the list of states that have gun violence. But would you like go well, ahead? Chicago's now. a city, and, and then he, I get you know, or state, and, or he's yeah. like, it's like basically she was like, the place you come from, Dick, is worse than that place you're trying to bring up as a talking point. But yeah, there's black people there, yeah, and they got guns too. Yes. So yeah, good, good, good try. But down in Louisiana, there's people shooting each other too, Dick. A lot more of them. Yeah, that's Kennedy. I forget. I forget his first name. I just want to call him John Kennedy. Gun. No, she, and she brought. It. She's like, well, if guns were, and then he said something else. She's like, I don't know a lot about Chicago, but I'm guessing if guns were as easy to get as they are in Louisiana, there would probably be more gunshots happening in Chicago. Yeah. He was definitely like, damn it, I was trying to get on Fox News tonight. You just fucked it all up. Now the now I'm on are, CNN. I'm on MSNBC. Yeah, now Brian <laughs> Cohen's making fun of me on YouTube. God damn it! God damn it! I might have to go back into my real accent for a moment. Must so be. you think that you think that the accent is an affectation? Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, I think that the only seat open was in Louisiana, and so he bought a house there and became a Louisiana person. Hmm. It's a dangerous. That's a dangerous road to hoe. There's a lot of that. I mean, motherfuckers will go buy a house somewhere to go be that. Center. Oh no, no, yeah, we just watched Doctor Oz pretending he was from yeah. Pennsylvania. It did not work out for him. Good but day. I mean, even fucking uh, Hillary Clinton from Arkansas. Mm. Got an apartment. Well, she's from her office. She's from New York. She's not from New York. No, she was born and raised and went to school in New York and Connecticut, and also she went. And then she married a man 
who's the who she met of Arkansas in a fancy northern school, and he where did he go to school? Um, Princeton. God, with that accent. Yeah, or That's Yale. Funny. Well, it's one. I don't know. He, I know. I I just he I. It meant something. He. I think he was in the. No, I think you're right. I think they both went to Yale, right? Maybe. I know. I, know, I, know, went to Yale. I know he. Wa- Clinton wasn't in the Skull and Bones. He was one of the first ones right. that wasn't. Like he would have been. He just was from fucking Arkansas. Nobody gave a fuck about him. And they didn't like His that. Family, accent. He didn't have an oil business. Yeah. They did not like that accent. Like every time he comes over, he starts playing the saxophone. Then he fucks my girlfriend. Like he can't be in the club. He was probably getting a lot. You of know, snows. he was fucking everybody's girlfriend. Everybody. Like, you know, like, how you doing? I'm Bill. I mean. You look back on it now and it looks cheesy as fuck. You like Charlie Parker? When he played fucking sax on Arsenio that time, that was some slick shit. That was humanizing. If he had only just admitted to smoking the weed, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he did. Other than hell? I mean, he did. You know, like, that's how I took it. I was like. Right, you're saying he took it as far as he could take it in that era. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I I hate Bush. But, like, after Bush got out of office mm. in an interview, they were like, so this, someone asked you if you ever smoked marijuana, and you said no. He's like, okay, look, my, the, my cocaine use was public. There was mm. no way I could say I didn't do that. That, mm. that was documented. I was smoking weed in the He's closet. Like, but, yeah, I did a lot of drugs. He's like, but I didn't want kids hearing me say that I did it, you know, like, like I, oh, I, I didn't mean, want to I'm a role model. I was like, fuck you, dick. Like, you should be. And like, hey, look, y'all out there smoking weed and doing blow? You, too, can be president. Yeah, you might be president. <laughs> Number is your daddy really rich? <laughs> well, no, it's also like it's it's almost the real life version of uh, when they did the parody of him in Harold and Kumar, yeah, and he's like, "Wait, you smoke weed, Mr. President? Is that you lock people up for weed? Isn't that hypocritical?" And he's like, "Harold, you like you, you, you like you like hand jobs? Yeah. yeah, you like giving hand jobs? No. Well, then shut the fuck <laughs> up and hit this weed. <laughs> it's a pretty solid argument. He like Dick Cheney wouldn't let me. <laughs> I, I wanted to legalize Dick Cheney wouldn't let me." All right, you want to close on handjobs? Yeah. We're five minutes over. Anyway, check us out. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you have been rocking with the late edition of The Worst. Uh, hopefully, check back later in the week, and you see that uh, we actually did an episode this week. So, uh, on that note, yeah. uh, I am your host, Falio Iglesias. And uh, on behalf of Adam Strange, Tooth Willis, Forrest Gums, the Vice Count, Dirty Finger, and uh, the new little fart monster in charge, uh, Reggie Nibbles, a.k.a. Pecan Sandy, a.k.a. Chili Business. Uh, I am your host, Valio Iglesias, Poonite DeFranco, Elon Muscular, the Carlot Heartthrob, Dirt Reynolds, the Archduke, the Peshmode, Von Luftballoons, the Subwoofer Drug Pusher, the Dime Store Crime Lord. MC Onion, the rap scallion, known to the ladies as a pimp named Sugar Cookie. You have been rocking with the worst. This is the worst case scenario, because two wrongs don't make a right, but three wrongs definitely make a worst. Strange. It wasn't like waking up. I don't know. I guess I just realized I was there. Or I just began noticing things, and the more things I noticed, the more things there were. My point of view was growing. I'm not sure I was meant to understand it, but it all just seemed to fit together so perfectly. And now, I don't know. I'm not sure I know what any of this is for. What's the point of any of this? It's fast, fast.